We've been talking all week long about wrongful convictions. Yesterday, we spoke about Kyle Unger, who reached an out-of-court settlement Monday uh, with the province on his wrongful conviction compensation for 14 years he spent behind bars for a murder he always said he didn't commit. Uh, And there's so many layers to this because we've heard these kinds of stories over the years. And another Manitoba case that goes way back is the story of Winnipegger Frank Ostrowski. So in 1987, Frank was convicted of murder. He was found guilty of ordering the fatal shooting of a drug dealer, largely based on the testimony of a key witness. So that witness was Matthew Lovelace, and in exchange for Matthew's testimony against Frank, Matthew had his own charges of cocaine possession stayed. At issue, Ostrowski and his lawyers were never told about that deal. So they couldn't challenge it in court. They couldn't say to the jury, why would this man be saying this? Because his own charges were dropped. The jury didn't know about it. So it was never even a factor in the jury's decision. So Frank spent 23 years behind bars, another nine on bail as he fought that conviction. Finally, last fall, the Court of Appeal ruled that he was denied important information that could have helped in his defense when he was first convicted. So the court didn't go all the way to offer Frank an acquittal. Instead, they stayed the charges, saying too much time had passed for it to make sense to order a new trial. Here's Frank with us this morning. You've been a free man since 2011? Yes. Do you wake up feeling like you're a free man? No. What hangs over you? Stay. I'm not guilty, and I can prove quite simply. The fact that they stayed the proceedings, but they didn't find you not guilty or acquit you of the charges. They should have acquitted me. It has to be reasonable grounds to convict. They can't convict on, we think he was involved. And that's that's exactly what they did. I'm trying to prove that there was a wrongful conviction, miscarriage of justice, and abuse of process. And Dangerfield allowed... Who's the crown attorney at the time? Yes. Tainted evidence to be entered in as truthful evidence. There's a couple of things I know you want to focus on, but what the court ruled was the information from an informant... Yes. ...who uh, had passed on information about what he said you did in 1987, had also given that information in exchange to have his own charges dropped. And yes. you didn't know that. And the no. jury never knew that. No. And so what difference do you think that would have made back then? A big difference. The time in prison when you finally were released, yes. so many things would have changed. I think we met yes. back in 2011 and bank cards and different vehicles and technology, a computer, all these yeah. things. Um, it was cell phones at the time. <laughs> No cell phones, uh, pagers. So the hardest part about adjusting to life outside of prison has been what? Uh, Dealing with the fact that I have not been proven innocent when I know I'm innocent. And I want to prove I'm totally innocent, not just a stay. A stay, you're left hanging. My life hasn't been very easy. I had to declare myself bankrupt because of uh, uh, the situation. And uh, because I have arthritis in my ankle, my knee, and my back, and my hands, I can't cut hair anymore. I'm a hairstylist. I can't stand on my feet all day. And uh, with the the stigma of what has happened to me, everybody, let me see your resume. What resume? I'm in jail. What kind of resume do I have? Right? Oh, you've been in jail? You're a criminal? Oh, sorry, we can't hire you. So you lead the life of someone who was convicted 
of a crime. Yep. Your resume, your your our document that that proves who we are in life in terms of the working world would indicate that you are a man who was convicted of a crime. No. Are you still fighting? How are you still fighting this fight? Uh, my lawyers are still uh, putting paperwork together to uh, to submit to the crown and 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 their intentions of uh, launching a, a civil lawsuit. Frank, how do you reconcile what's happened with with Unger now to to see him receive an undisclosed payment from the government for his wrongful conviction? Is this something you're after? Are you looking for uh, recognition? Are you looking for financial uh, compensation? What, what, what would make things better for you? I want to clear my name. I want an apology and I want compensation. Now, the only person that has apologized to me was my former lawyer, Jeff Gindin. He apologized to me and says, Frank, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Uh, is it fair to say this consumes you? Yes, it does. I'm still angry. And how have you tried? I know you've been trying to fight to clear your name. How have you tried to move on, if that's even possible? It's impossible to move on. You know, I have to clear my name. Key in this story is the name George Dangerfield. He was the Crown Prosecutor with Frank Ostrowski's case and several other wrongfully convicted Manitobans. There have been calls for a further review of the role Dangerfield played, and he was mentioned several times in the conversation with Frank and, and is one of the key sources of his confusion and anger about the justice system and how this could have happened to him. You, 